0: 49ers fears confirmed Monday with the torn ACL for cornerback Emmanuel Mosley. He's going to be on the shelf for the year. Comments from Kyle Shanahan about Emmanuel Mosley, about who will replace Emmanuel Mosley, might get Jason Verrett back at some point very soon. The 49ers on that Southwest swing between Carolina now to the Atlanta Falcons in week six, who will be available, who won't, some workouts for the 49ers. All that more coming up on today's Locked On 49ers.
1: You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you. Thanks for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts. Uh we've got to start crock with Emmanuel Mosley and uh it's what they thought was the case with the the post game evaluation and now that has been confirmed. Emmanuel Mosley a torn ACL. Uh, Kyle Shanahan talking about Emmanuel Mosley and how sad it was that this happened to him at this point on a you know in a contract year. He did say he's going to be very missed this year. But, quote, I'm really, really hoping to have him back next year. I talked a little bit about it yesterday, Crock. I think it's probably more likely now that he returns because he's not going to command the contract that he would have with the way he was playing. And he was balling out. Like, Emmanuel Mosley was playing awesome. And the path that brought Emmanuel Mosley to the 49ers was a really interesting one, too. The Niners rolling out there with two undrafted free agent cornerbacks and both of them playing at a high level.
1: Yeah, Emmanuel Mosley, man. I, I kind of started to reflect on – Really just this process right in line to get some big time money. And when I say big time, I think, I mean, what, north you know, north of $13, $14 million a year. I think he was on pace for something like that. And you think back to where he came from, a guy who was signed as an undrafted rookie free agent, uh, beat out a guy like Tavares McFadden, who everybody loved for that, just, a, just for a shot to be on a practice squad. Midway through that year, he ended up being activated against the Oakland Raiders at that time, now Las Vegas Raiders, on... Prime television, Thursday Night Football. And boom, breaks his arm on a special team play. So he doesn't even really get to be active for more than a quarter. And then comes back the following year, he needs multiple guys to get hurt just to get an opportunity to be a legit starter on his team. Akela Witherspoon had to go down against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jason Verrett had to go down against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then all of a sudden, he gets an opportunity to be a guy. Starts against the Cleveland Browns, and from there, I think it's, okay, this is a legit guy who can really play, and you've seen him kind of battle with, you know, okay, a little some ups and downs here and there, battle through some injuries, but last season, I think it was very clear this guy is really good, he can play some damn good football, man, I think there's something really here for a long-term starter, and He's playing the last year of his contract this year. They brought in Traveris Ward. And you knew things can get a little weird with his contract after the season. But you knew he was going to make big money, whether it's with the 49ers or somewhere else. And it really is unfortunate that now, when he's playing the best. I thought he played extremely well last year. He was playing the best football of his career to start this season. And it ends in the fifth game with a torn ACL. And I I, I feel bad for him just the the business element of things the the personal side of things that's that's a tough one right there for Mosley
0: yeah I remember that that draft and post draft when the 49ers signed Emmanuel Mosley and Tarverius McFadden and and Mosley was an afterthought didn't really think much about it until we started looking at his numbers and his his workout numbers and he was like this dude's super athletic and uh, i guess you know Charles Davis is a a, a Tennessee alum and he talked about how emmanuel mosley showed up at you know he's like 140 150 pounds coming out of high school he was just a really skinny small guy and he, you know he's still not very big but he's always been really athletic and the thing that jumped out to me when we first started watching i mean uh emmanuel mosley because i remember i would have you i was solo on locked on 49ers at that time but i would have you on a lot to talk about the dbs and everyone was hyped about Tavarius mcfadden and when as soon as emmanuel mosley got on the field and saw him in the preseason i was like this guy is confident and plays more physical than his size and clearly athletic. And uh, once we saw that first preseason, I don't think either one of us were surprised, right? Croc that he beat out Tarverius McFadden is the guy that ended up sticking on the 49ers roster.
1: Well, I mean, I think my thoughts on him go back to actually watching him and I watched him against uh, Tennessee. And I'm like, I mean, excuse me, against Debo Samuel. I watched that and just kind of how sticky his coverage skills were and movement ability. I'm like, wait a minute this cornerback's nice. And I'm like, everybody likes this McFadden guy, but I think this is the the better guy. When you look at all the testing numbers, uh, what it would look like, because he was a low 4-4 guy. His three cone was through the roof. He was slight, but 5'11", I think he came in around 183 pounds. And it makes sense when you hear Davis talk about, oh man, this guy was 150 pounds heading into college, which that's not, uh, you, you see that. I mean, me, my freshman year of college, I was 160, maybe 165. Heading into my freshman year at 6'1, and I was actually a couple inches taller than Emmanuel Mosley, so I was pretty much built similarly. You know, some guys kind of are late bloomers and you haven't just quite filled out yet. So, uh, I, I clearly saw the talent, I saw the versatility of a guy who could play outside, a guy who played inside. 49ers actually had him coming in first over McFadden playing on the outside, and then in nickel situations, he'd slide inside. I always Realize the versatility at, and I liked him so much the next year that I thought that they would potentially let go of Kawan Williams to play second year guy coming off a practice squad the year before. And in IR, I thought that they would let uh, uh, Shark go Williams, Kawan Williams. I thought they let him go and start Mosley in the slot and have uh, Richard Sherman and a Keller Witherspoon on the outsides. I, I was that impressed with what he was and what he was kind of putting together. So, uh, again, it's very unfortunate because, you know, you see these guys growing, you see the opportunities, and you only have so many opportunities to make so much money, and he was on pace for that.
0: Yeah, been through a lot, just an odd path to make it, and he always looked like he belonged, and he kind of got better and better. And I always wondered why nobody ever talked about Emmanuel Mosley and how good he was, and he's playing even better this year. So that's unfortunate for him. As uh, Kyle Shanahan mentions, hopefully can get him back next year, but the replacement might already be ready to go or close to ready to go. Uh, Kyle Shanahan talking that uh, Jason Verrett might be the the plug-and-play guy over there, but not sure exactly when it's going to be. And I has, kind of have my doubts that it's going to be for the Atlanta game, just judging by the comments. He said, quote, uh, if Verrett can get practice reps, can get out there, get fully healed and in game shape and ready to go, he'll be our guy. So it sounds like he's not quite there yet, but there's a three-week window that started last week. So if it's not week six, got to start to happen by around week seven or so to get Jason Verrett back and and have him ready to go on the roster. But they do have some reserves, and we talked a lot about uh, some of those names yesterday of guys that can jump in and and place him outside corner for the 49ers. But either way, Mosley will be missed.
1: What does that mean for the young guys if he just says, hey, no matter what, Jason Verrett, he comes back, he's healthy, he's our guy over, you know, Womack and damador Lenoir, who potentially can play on the outside. What Well, what I think, maybe, I guess what I'm saying, is, what does it say for Womack? A guy who I think has been good, no matter where he's lined up and he's looked good, looked the part, has all the ability. And I watched damador Lenoir get beat on a slot fade and my mind instantly went to <laughs> if that was Womack when he had gotten beat on that slot fade. And it was a good throw, it was good everything, but just Womack is that step or two faster than Lenore just naturally and not to say he can't get me on the slot fade, but from what I've seen from what he's tested at, it's just like, he's on that type of stuff. And I thought that that's the benefit of having him in the nickel, but are they going to bypass him? Not even just in the nickel, but on the outside as well.
0: I think it's one of those situations where Verrett's the veteran and you don't lose your job, quote unquote to injury, even though this is like sort of a different situation <laughs> with Jason Verrett, but I'm sure they just trust him and trust the veteran. Um, if he can't go this week, I think it'll be probably Womack on the outside replacing uh, replacing Emmanuel Mosley and then Lenore still in the slot. Um, but then, you know, when Varet's ready to go, it sounds like he he's going to get the job. So we'll see when that is. Could be here in week six. Uh, could be week seven, maybe. The 49ers have a really interesting stretch of games coming up here.
1: The, the weird thing was seeing Diamondo Lenore actually go to the outside and Samuel Womack in a slot. I'm like I, I have no idea what Right. That yeah.
0: Is. It's like wait a second. What is going on here? <laughs> it's almost like cuz it seems like they want to play Womack at left corner when he's outside. Is that it maybe? Cuz that's what happens, right? When cuz Lenore when he went outside played right corner and Womack when he's come in as as an outside corner, has played left corner.
1: I'm wrong on that? I, I have no idea. I, I don't think the side would determine if you're going to play in the slot or on the outside.
0: I wouldn't think so either.
1: But that's kind of what they've shown us, right? I mean, Womack against the Broncos came in for a play. And he lined up on the outside with the Amador Lenore in the nickel spot. And in this game, you see it kind of... And there was a couple of plays, even before Ward got hurt, I mean, excuse me, Mosley got hurt, where I saw Womack in and Lenore on the outside, and I think it was flipped in. I don't know. It was kind of weird. There were a couple of plays where one of the starters wasn't in or something, and then uh, eventually they came back. I, I I kind of missed a play or two, but I know I saw some weird stuff going on. I don't know. I I, I don't know what's going on with those guys, and maybe the 49ers don't know either, and they're trying to figure it
0: out. That's true. Maybe they're just uh, throwing some stuff at the wall, see what sticks. But they do have some depth, and I think the 49ers are going to be okay, although it would have been a lot nicer to have Emmanuel Mosley out there with the way those guys were playing at corner. And injuries are always very difficult. A couple of more injuries, updates on Jimmy Ward's broken hand, Nick Bosa's growing when they could be back for the 49ers and uh, maybe start looking ahead a little bit. Uh, there's some other notes, actually, we have from from week five upon rewatch, some other players uh, that I believe we need to prop up a little bit, guys like Jawan Jennings and some some guys that we didn't get to on the, the Rapid React podcast. All that and more coming up, but first, let's talk about Tommy John. Fall is chaos in your pants. <laughs> That's a great line, and it's, it's like some people's pants, more chaos than others. You're overheating one second, freezing the next. To be ready for anything, you need underwear that can handle everything. It's time for Tommy John underwear. In Tommy John underwear, you're that much more comfortable, so you can do everything better. Um, I'm, there's a number of problems that can happen with underwear, right? Um, uh, too sweaty, you, th- you got things sticking, you've got, um, not enough space you've got too much space maybe uh you want to not feel that your underwear are there and, and that's where i was kind of blown away with tommy johns they sent me a pair of tommy johns uh, some uh some tops some bottoms and the underwear was unbelievable the second skin underwear i love them because it, it i couldn't even tell they were there they were so soft and i you know you kind of you're skeptical sometimes and then you try something on, like well they there's there's some sort of fabric out there that is this soft. And why aren't they always making everything out of this fabric? It was pretty unbelievable. So I was actually kind of surprised by it. There's hammock pouch support, stops the awkward swing and slap, giving everyone something to be grateful for. With over 17 million pairs sold, people love Tommy John underwear. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers, they have fanatics. Go to Tommyjohn.com/slash locked on right now for 20% off your first order. 20% off at Tommy john.com slash locked on that's tommyjohn.com slash locked on see site for details thanks again everybody for making locked on 49ers your first listen every day make sure you check out nfl key predictions every friday on locked on nfl locked on's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the nfl weekend including sunday and monday night football plus betting advice from the field's leading experts bet online Follow NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get
1: podcasts. All right, Croc Peacock. Yeah. Swing and slap is that? Is, is that? Like, That's a thing. So you never like, dealt with the
0: swing and slap, Croc?
1: So yeah. So is that like when you're running and then? Well, I wear consistent like compression shorts. Yeah. Or tights. So. Yeah, I, I no, it's, it's, different like, it's different from like if
0: you're. If you're doing something like an athletic endeavor versus if you're just, you know, cruising the mall. No,
1: but walking around, like the, the underwear that I typically wear mm-hmm. are underwear that are more like compression. So it keeps everything kind of together. So I don't really deal with it like, you know, this way. It keeps
0: your stuff tight. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know,
1: but so but other people do. Right. That's what you're saying.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. Like if you go boxers, because I kind of got both, but I've I've de- I've definitely started leaning way more toward like the compression style type shorts and like the athletic type underwear, kind of all the time. It just keeps everything together tight. Um,
1: and that's where Tommy John comes in,
0: dude. The Tommy John, is, I'm, I'm serious, man. Crazy soft. Uh, I, I was I was really surprised by it. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go back to that website and get a, a few more pairs of that because I only got one. Oh geez, okay. Jimmy Ward, broken hand uh kyle shanahan said it'll be yet determined after he has surgery it happened on the opening kickoff that he broke his hand tried to play through it one play realized it was broken came out of the game and um yet to be determined if he's going to be able to play on a soft cast after he has surgery they'll find out about it if i know jimmy ward i bet he'll be out there uh, if at all possible with the club on his hand so we'll see how that goes but uh, i get like the wh- get a little worried about the 49ers injury stuff, right? Because they're teetering on the edge right now. Teetering on the edge. You've already lost your first quarterback. You're, I mean, I'm I'm saying they're teetering because this isn't 2020. They're still fine. Like if things keep kind of going where like if things stay how they are right now, Niners are going to be fine. You know, get Bosa back maybe next week. I think uh, Kyle said uh, very unlikely for Bosa to play week six, but you know, Bosa's back in week seven, you know, you miss a week here. You miss a couple of weeks of Trent Williams. You know, you miss a couple of weeks of, George Kittle this year, you know, those kind of things happen. You can expect that, but you're teetering on the edge of something massive. If you start to lose your best players for a long time, like if the ACL was Bosa instead of Mosley, that'd be a lot harder to cover for and uh, you can't lose another quarterback you go to the seventh round rookie you know how far can you realistically go with the seventh round rookie quarterback even though some people say he's going to be better than jim or already better than jimmy garoppolo right uh, <laughs> it's just it's, it's unrealistic that a seventh round rookie quarterback is going to take you to the the promised land you know um so the the niners are teetering on the edge and the amount of injuries they have it's a, it's a little bit strange kyle shanahan said it used to bother him with the injuries and that, and now he's just like kind of gotten over it he's like i just use my i utilize my players and if they get injured, they get injured, kind of. That, that's the way it feels about that's, it. You know, just,
1: that, that sounds kind of, you know, just not that you don't care about your players, but it sounds a little insensitive to what they're doing. But I get it, though. Just the business aspect of things. Guys will get hurt, and what can you do? You got to figure it out. It's got to be next man up. So from that standpoint, I do understand. I, I did question the teetering because I'm like, man, I feel like they're kind of – you know, it was almost like they're like towing the line of a mountain and then they're kind of starting to slip down that mountain right now. I'd kind of say more towards that because you look at the players that they're just having to play without and just have to figure it out. And when you look at right now, especially after you win a couple games in a row, I think you just assume like, oh, no, we're good, we're good. But at any moment, playing without that many players, impact players, it can can be a little, it can get a little weird, right? You play Atlanta coming up. If you go into the Atlanta game, right, or let's say this, before the season started, right, and you just say, hey, you're going to go into a game without Trey Lance, but then you have Jimmy Garoppolo, so you feel probably confident, right? But without your starting quarterback, Trey Lance, and then you have another starting quarterback, whatever. Uh, without Elijah Mitchell, without Trent Williams, without Jimmy Ward, without Nick Bosa, without Aziz Alshai here, right? You just start... The rallying off all these names, there's more. There's even more guys. And you just – hold on, because I wrote it down.
0: <laughs> Both starting defensive tackles, Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw, I don't know that they're going to be back this week. Uh, Mosley, did you mention Moseley?
1: Oh, yeah, your kicker? <laughs> he puts points <laughs> up on the board. Colton McKivitts. I mean, it's just – you start rallying off these names, and it's just like, gosh, that's, that's tough to overcome. You might lose that game, right? Like, that's what you would think. But I think because you've seen the 49ers – Come off a of back-to-back wins, it's like oh no, they'll figure it out. They'll be all right. And I do think at, that in these moments where you do have to figure out how to get by, you feel more comfortable with the quarterback who you can just kind of figure it out with. Like, all right, Jimmy, we, we got Debo, we got Kittle. These guys are playing. We we just got to figure it out, and we got to. Now this is the, this is the time where I've kind of questioned Kyle Shanahan just in sense of, hey man, we got to score some points. He did awesome, but now your defense is gonna really need you. I don't think you can go into this game without Bosa, without Mosley, without Jimmy Ward again and be like, oh, no, we're, we're good. We can still lean on that defense. I think this is the time now where you got to come up with a game plan to where our right, defense, we got your back this week. You, you get healthy. Again, I, I didn't even list off here. No Armstead, no Javon Kinlaw, right? I mean, there's guys everywhere that's just missing. So defense, we, y'all are banged up right now. We'll carry you this week. Whatever you get, awesome. But we got to come up with a game plan to where we destroy this team offensively and we are aggressive and this balls to the wall.
0: That brings up a good point. Next, who are some of the players that could make an impact next week against those Atlanta Falcons? And the Atlanta Falcons have not been pushovers this year either. Um, so I'm going to go back and look at at some of the things that happened from week five against the Panthers, and maybe we could see more of that if the offense does have to carry the 49ers in week six against those Atlanta Falcons Uh, next. But first, Bet Online your number one source for football betting information this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. If you had money on Matt Rule, being the first coach fired this season, well, you cashed that one after the 49ers just <laughs> embarrassed them on their own turf. And um, man, and they even had to fire their head coach because of how bad that one was. As always, Bet Online remains your continued source for uh, all your sports wagering and information with live betting and up to minute scores. For every sport out there the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events including not just nfl but major league baseball mma boxing nba golf you name it you can bet on it at bet online even vegas style casino games as well so head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts so man those atlanta falcons crock they're not a good team but they're two and three right now and they've been playing everyone tight they played they took the Rams to the limit um I think the the did they even did they beat the Saints in week one or the Saints like beat them by one point and they had to like come back and and win at the last minute um they won a couple of games they uh they've been just surprisingly better than I think people expected they're just a little they're a scrappy team
1: so so they beat the Seahawks and they beat the Browns which I think those right. are, like, right now, those wins are aging well.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. They look better. And then they played some other teams tough.
1: They, they lost to the, the Saints, Rams, Bucks, So they lost to three teams that I think before the season, you would say, oh, these are three playoff teams. And they played them tight. They lost to the Bucks by one score, really six points. And when you look at Grady Jarrett yes, and that dang penalty, I mean, oh, my God, that was so terrible. It's like, dude, and I saw uh, kind of a... I don't want to say a spoof, but kind of a joke. It was Kevin Hart. He was on some NFL show, and he was talking about how you have to sack quarterbacks. And he was like, all right, we're going to demonstrate how you have to sack quarterbacks. And they kind of picked him up, and he's like, all right, now they put pillows underneath him, laid him down soft, (laughs) they like like, patted his back and, and gave him pillows to go to sleep. And they're like, that's how you have to kind of coddle a quarterback, especially after that penalty. But lost to Tampa Bay by six, lost to the Rams by four, lost to the Saints by one. So they are playing these teams extremely tight. Uh, even in their losses. So it definitely comes off as a team that you cannot take lightly, right? And for a team, 49ers coming into this game on the road, and I don't know if they're staying on the East Coast and whatnot, but again, probably won't have Jimmy Ward, Emmanuel Mosley, Nick Bosa, Robbie Gold, Trent Williams, Colt McKivitz, Trey Lance, Elijah Mitchell, Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, like, uh, you know, it can potentially get weird. And you got to hope that the offense who is much more intact than the defense comes out and plays above what we've seen consistently through this year. Last game was pretty good
0: though. Yeah. The 49ers stick it at the the Greenbrier, doing their thing in, in West Virginia. They're having a little, uh, having a little week to themselves, almost like a, a, a camp out <laughs> and um, looking at the uh, Falcons. Yeah. The Falcons are two and three. Their point differential for the season is minus four and they lost three games somehow with minus 4 points. So, um that's where they're at. Uh they're they're a competitive team. On paper the 49ers should be able to go beat them, but you know, they're in their house and the 49ers are a little bit banged up right now and they need to lick their wounds. You mentioned the offense having an opportunity to say, "Hey, hey defense, thanks for all you have done this year. We're going to we're going to take care of you this week." And then we'll get bosa back next week and 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 we'll be all good maybe vrett comes back in week seven and and you feel a lot better about the 49ers defense again maybe even get ken Ken law and eric armstead hopefully back at some point soon too but if it is the offense we know bosa we know kittle right we know the run game it was nice to see tevin coleman make a huge impact and by the way there was somebody i think there's uh it was on twitter and i don't have it in front of me so shout out to whoever it was commenting on twitter it was like why are you surprised about Tevin Coleman. He's like everything that um Jeff Wilson is, except for with four three speed. And the reason it's a surprise is because, well, first of all, four three speed was whatever 10 years ago. When did when did uh Tevin Coleman come out of the draft? That that was when he ran four threes. And he was he was a, he like couldn't make the Jets. The Jets aren't a good team, right? He's like he was he was a street free agent. He pick him up off the street and he's making huge plays for you. So that's why it was a surprise to me. And Tevin Coleman didn't look that fantastic last time he was on the 49ers either. He looked like he had a little extra juice to him in this game. Um, maybe he had fresh legs. I don't know what it was, but
1: missing anyway, guys missing space. Yeah. It yeah. Looked good it looked Going
0: good. up top to make a catch too, like a wide receiver and the, but the, here's the thing is that the running, despite missing Trent Williams, the 49ers were able to put up a ton of rushing yards, seven yards per carry for Jeff Wilson. He had 120 yards on the ground. Tevin Coleman was doing his thing. So that was a really good sign. Um, and then there was Danny gray. They took a shot to him. Didn't work out. He he had two targets. I only remember the one deep shot. Do you remember the second target for Danny Gray?
1: No, only, only deep shot. Yeah, yeah
0: there's the deep shot that that didn't work out. But I like I like seeing him try it. Right. I like seeing Jimmy kind of let loose a little bit. Um. But the big one here that we talked about off the air that we wanted to get to today was Juwan Jennings. We didn't really talk much about him yesterday. We didn't give him a game ball or anything. But a couple of really big catches in that game, catch and run type stuff and, and just sort of setting the tone physically. And obviously that's, that's something that the 49ers do is is they like physicality with their players. And Juwan Jennings definitely has that.
1: You looked at those uh, third down conversions and the 49ers converted, I believe on seven out of 12, which is really good. And I think that's a big reason as to why they won. the 49ers were able to score so many points. Uh, there were some other things as well, like defense, defense is pretty much responsible for two of those touchdowns, but 49ers did a really good job of scoring points and uh, third down conversions where you're keeping drives going. And Jawan Jennings, there were a couple passes he caught short of the sticks and made guys miss and turned them into huge plays down the sideline. So, uh, that was really exciting to see. And he's not this uh, receiver that's going to be like super dynamic, explosive, make you know, missing space, but man, I don't know what he's doing. It kind of was reminis- reminiscent of the uh. Week 18 game against the L.A. Rams where he just goes off, but he's breaking tackles, throwing guys off of him, and you just see like this ability, and you're like, man, can we get that every game? And maybe it's just a matter of him getting targets. And uh, he was a guy, uh, yeah, he did did well. I was going to say something, but I don't know if I'm allowed to on this. But anyways, he did a really good job of going above what people thought he would do from a production standpoint.
0: Yeah, there were some big catches, big uh big moments in that game for for Jennings and if they hit one of those Danny Gray shots, I, I think that'll be important and that'll really help for the forty. Like the, but the the Falcons don't have a lot. Cordero Patterson's out. They've got this mismatch of kind of p- pedestrian running backs, you know, a retread quarterback in Marcus Mariota. Kyle Pitts is out. I don't know if he's going to be out again next week, but he missed the last game. So it's just Drake London, a rookie wide receiver. And that's about it on offense to hang your hat on, on defense. They don't have a ton of talent over there. So even with a banged up 49ers team, they should be able to do some things. And uh, I have high hopes for the 49ers this week, but it would be nice if the 49ers were able to, um, to go big on offense and help out that defense. If they don't get a pick six, you know, if they don't get as many stops, as they have in previous weeks on defense. Can the 49ers offense go make some big plays? And um, I think they have enough weapons to do it, but that—that's it might take that this week. It was a great point by you.
1: That's got to be the mindset heading into the game. It it just has to be. And you have the guys to do it. That's the good thing. So you do have George Kittle. You do have Debo Samuel. You do have Brandon Ayu, And, hey, man, you got Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's go. Got to ride. Let's ride.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Broncos
1: Country, let's ride. Did you see uh, Russell Wilson at after they lost, he's looking (laughs) after they lost, he's looking all sad, right? (laughs) And he leaves the podium and says (laughs) he leaves the podium and says, Thank you, Broncos Country. He's such a
0: corny dude. Like I don't I don't he's almost like he's almost like se- serial killer. Like what is going on in this guy's head? Something <laughs> way off with Russell Wilson. Uh and it turns out he's got he's dealing with an injury as well on top of it, but things are not going good for the Denver Broncos oh, and Russell That's Wilson. Geno Smith
1: is flat out outplaying Russell Wilson. It's crazy. Geno Smith looks like Warren Moon right now. I know <laughs> what's going on over there, but golly. But yeah, that Russell Wilson stuff, man. I saw that and I I'm like no way he's still holding on to that. He's like I mean, he's looking down, he's looking dejected, and he's like, and he's leaving, like, all right, thank you guys. Thank you, Broncos Country. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Unlimited.
0: Uh, Mr. Oh, Mr. Unlimited Cornball. Um, did you know the 49ers? At plus 47 point differential, have the second best point differential in the NFL right now. Only the Buffalo Bills have a better one. And it's almost double. they got a plus 91 point differential. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles are also exactly plus 47, as are the 49ers, tied
1: for the most in the NFC. Yeah, well, the Bills beat down on the Rams. They definitely beat down on the Steelers, which helps because I think the final score was, I don't know, 30-something to like three. Yeah. or, Or something like that. How many quarterbacks do you see throw for like 400 and something yards in a blowout like that? You typically don't see it. We talk about quarterback wins. Like that's a quarterback win. You throw for four or five touchdowns. You throw for over 400 yards and it's a blowout. You don't typically see that. Because think about it, right? If the 49ers win 35 to three, I mean, what, what do you think the passing numbers look like?
0: If the 49ers win 35 to three,
1: yeah. What I mean, what 175, one (laughs) touchdown, maybe two, but you have like 320 rushing yards,
0: a bunch of big runs. Yeah. Well, they scored, it was pretty close to that this week against the
1: 37
0: 15. Yeah. It was that type of game. But Uh, pick six. Yeah. The defense gets seven points. Um,
1: The defense also got a stop and they got the ball on like the three yard line mm. and then scored a touchdown as well. Yeah. Not taking anything away from the offense. Don't 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 tag me, guys. It's yeah. never good enough for you, Croc. No, it's good enough. I I like the game.
0: <laughs> I love uh, I love how people respond to your takes on Jimmy Garoppolo, because people half of the half of the listeners think you're giving Jimmy Garoppolo two credit and get mad because you're giving him a game ball just for quote unquote doing his job or whatever. And then some people think you're a Jimmy Garoppolo hater, and uh, I don't know. I just think it's funny.
1: It's it's annoying. That's. What, <laughs> She wants to talk about what he did, man. Okay, like, you know, he did his thing or whatever. Oh, all right. I hear from both sides.
0: Yeah. Let's get out of here. We got a winky Wednesday coming up tomorrow. Uh, Hit Croc on Twitter, at Eric underscore Crocker, with your uh, questions if you want us to hit on anything specifically or in the comments. Do not hit me on Twitter because my account is still hacked and Twitter will not give it back to me. If any listeners out there work at Twitter, um, I'd like to be able to find a customer support person to talk to in person that could actually help me. So uh, yeah, let me know anybody out there that works at Twitter. So I can get my stinking account back uh, and, and, uh, and have some rapport with the folks anyway. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day for your second listen, check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show Crocs doing locked on NFL draft every day, right here on the locked on podcast network. Croc and I will be back winky Wednesday tomorrow, right here. Locked on 49ers.